Hey everybody, and welcome back to the program. And I do mean everybody. We welcome all races, religions, sexual orientations, genders, and otherwise here at Raised by Whoops. Mostly because we aren't cavemen, and we love everyone equally. But also because we can't afford to discriminate due to an already tragically low listenership. So if you know anyone who is into two middle-aged dudes desperately chasing some degree of relevance before the lights go out, send them our way. Also, leave us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple if you feel inclined. For this week's episode, I decided that I'd write about a concert I attended in Michigan recently. I would describe it as half review, half story, and we'll get to that in just a minute. I also wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday season. I generally wait to say that until after Veterans Day, or as we call it in the land that pleasant weather forgot, Remembrance Day. So happy holidays, and I wish everyone all the best in the coming weeks. Of course, with the holidays comes the dreaded holiday parties. In fact, my partner is attending one as I record this. For these occasions when she is out socializing, and I've opted to stay home, which is always... She was kind enough to create a companion for me out of cheetah print bedsheets and polyester fill. His name is Nobody, after Gary Farmer's character in the Jim Jarmusch film Dead Man. Nobody looks like a person, but you can also use him as support, both morally and as a pillow. At the moment, we're at an impasse over what to watch on TV. He wanted to watch a documentary on the Falklands War, and I wanted to turn on an episode of The Great British Bake Off. It got a bit heated, so I chose to walk away and record this intro. But you guys don't need to hear about my domestic drama. The two musicians who played the concert I attended were Todd Snyder and Otis Gibbs, and I'm going to play a song by each of them in this episode. First up will be Gibbs with his song The Darker Side of Me, Then I'll read my story-slash-review and finish the episode with Play a Train Song by Snyder. If you don't already know these musicians, give them a shot. There's lots to explore. Enjoy, and we'll talk to y'all soon. As we pulled into Milwaukee, I could feel my head and back begin to sway. After riding 13 hours, I was ready to get my feet off of the train. Reminded of what happened in Wichita, St. Paul, and Abilene. Somewhere in the distance, I was followed by the darker side of me. I stumbled through the city looking for a place that I could lay my head But first I needed word because it'd been a couple days since I'd been fed On the shores of Lake Michigan I found a spot where I could finally breathe I slept next to the water and I dreamt about the darker side of me When I woke, I found a fishing boat loading up its nets to meet the day. 
The captain walked up to me and offered me a job and a place to stay. He promised he'd feed me and I could sleep inside the boat when the day was done. I could feel the darkness fading as we sailed off in the early morning sun. The next two months were filled with the longest days that I'd ever seen. The work was never ending and I barely had the time to eat or sleep. We hauled 400 pounds of salmon from the cold and frigid water every day. After all my days of toiling, I forgot about the darker side of me. When the season finally ended, I went and asked the captain for my pay. When I walked into his office, he claimed he didn't have a dime for me. He said I owed him money for sleeping inside his boat every night. When I heard the bogus charges, I could feel the darkness churning deep inside. I closed the door behind me and offered him a chance to come clean. I'm here for all my money and I'm not the type of man that walks away. He laughed and spit at me and said there ain't no way in hell I'm getting paid. But his laughter fell to silence as I introduced him to the darker side of me. As I pulled out of Milwaukee, I could feel my head and back begin to sway. I'll be riding 13 hours and I'm ready to get my feet off of the train. Reminded of what happened in Galesburg, Flagstaff, and Milwaukee. Somewhere in the distance, I keep running from the darker side of me. If we meet inside a boxcar, may you never see the darker side of me. A Night of Music in the Midwest. Grand Rapids, Michigan. A city of almost 200,000 people in the western portion of the Great Lakes State and known for its office furniture manufacturing industry, its surplus of breweries, and for being the childhood home of former President Gerald Ford. The small Midwestern city also gets a shitload of snow, around 80 inches per year, and the Meyer supermarket chain began operations on the outskirts of town in 1934. Because it's sandwiched between the much larger and more culturally vibrant cities of Detroit and Chicago, one thing Grand Rapids is not known for is its live music scene. However, on a recent unseasonably warm and windy evening in November, the city played host to a couple of American originals and folk troubadours, Otis Gibbs and Todd Snyder. <laughs> 
The touring duo did not play Detroit on this particular run of shows, so the five-hour drive to Grand Rapids was the closest they were getting to my southwestern Ontario home. But I wasn't going to be deterred. I've wanted to see Snyder and his unique brand of weed-inflected folk music for a long time, and when I found out that Gibbs was opening the show, my decision was made. My partner and I each packed an overnight bag and hit the highway. Throughout my 20s and into my early 30s, live music was a constant in my life. I've never crunched the numbers, but in that decade plus, I probably attended roughly 30 shows a year. I understand this is small potatoes for you jam band enthusiasts out there who have attended thousands of concerts, but two or three shows a month for years on end is still a good amount in my book. I loved everything about the live music experience. The drive to the venue anticipating the event, stepping inside concert halls, theaters, and dive bars that were steeped in history, the pre-show drinks or joints that made everything a bit more magical, and the best part, the moment the lights dimmed and the band or artist emerged from backstage. Granted, some shows were better than others depending on the mood of the band or the vibe of the crowd, but generally, you could always bet on a memorable night out. This is why it pains me to say that my enthusiasm for attending shows has waned significantly in the last half decade or so. Why is that, you might ask? Well, I'm not certain I know. There is the theory that once we hit 30, our interest in new music begins to fade. I suppose that argument could apply to one's interest in live music, too. There is also the fact that I don't drink or smoke much pot anymore, so that could play a part in my lack of enthusiasm as well. But who am I trying to fool? I'm simply getting older and lazier, and my irritability in crowds has ratcheted up a shade since the halcyon days of my youth. God, that all sounds so depressing and predictable. Regardless, the Grand Rapids show was an attempt to get back to my fun and spontaneous self and to ward off the threat of becoming boring, aged, and stagnant. The intersection in downtown Grand Rapids has been around since 1972. It bills itself as West Michigan's live music legend, and it more or less lives up to the billing. It's a pretty standard music hall, with a capacity of 1,500 people, that feels slightly less lived in than other similar venues I've been to, such as Nashville's Exit Inn or Athens, Georgia's 40 Watt Club. And by less lived in, I mean that the bathrooms are surprisingly clean and free of graffiti, and the floor doesn't feel like it was waxed with maple syrup. This isn't a good thing, by the way. I happen to like my venues a little on the scuzzy side. Nevertheless, it's a good-sounding and spacious room to watch a show. A little after 8 p.m., Mr. Gibbs took the stage to a good-sized, if not sold-out, crowd. It was just him, his gruff, emotive vocals, and a beautiful-sounding acoustic guitar. I'm pretty sure it was a Martin Dreadnought, but my knowledge of musical gear is severely lacking. Whatever it was, it sounded rich and resonant and complemented his voice nicely. The term Americana gets tossed around liberally in music circles to describe various types of roots and traditional music, but to me, Gibbs's sound fits the Americana label better than most styles that lay claim to that descriptor. 
His set list included songs about small-town life, undervalued yet noteworthy Americans like Sputnik Monroe, U.S. geography with several of his songs name-dropping towns and cities across the country, and roadside attractions like in the song Great American Roadside. Ironically, he is arguably more celebrated in Western Europe than in the country he sings about most often, but judging by how often he tours places like Holland and the UK, I think that's fine by him. In between songs, Otis has a penchant to regale the audience with stories and jokes, a folk tradition that has lost steam in recent years, so it was refreshing to hear Otis make a genuine attempt to connect with the crowd via his natural storytelling acumen. And he succeeded in spades, garnering a standing ovation after a short but satisfying performance. Next up was Snyder, who looked every bit the road warrior he has been for most of his career. Grand Rapids was the last show of a lengthy run before a short break, so Todd looked thin and tired, but his enthusiasm on stage belied his appearance. He played for nearly two hours and glided through a set of close to 30 songs, which included personal favorites of mine like Play a Train Song and I Can't Complain. Like Gibbs before him, Snyder was aided only by an acoustic guitar and harmonica, and also like Gibbs, told a few very funny and touching stories about his career and some of his mentors. Snyder got his start in the Austin area, under the tutelage of Kent Finley, who introduced him to the songs of Chris Christopherson, Guy Clark, and John Prine, among others. He studied these influences and began crafting his own songs in a similar but distinct style. Before long, he was drawing enthusiastic crowds in San Marcos and later Austin. Over the years, Todd has made his home in other music-centric locales, such as Memphis and East Nashville, while continuing to build one of the most original catalogs of folk music in the business. To call him a cult artist would be selling him short, in my opinion, but he's not mainstream either. You might call him your favorite songwriter's songwriter, an elder statesman of sorts in the folk community. Whatever label you want to attach, Snyder is a -a one-of-a-kind songwriter who has gained massive respect in the industry as a kind, funny, and supremely talented writer and musician. I mentioned off the top that I don't attend many live shows anymore, but there are still certain artists that will draw me out of my darkened cave. Todd and Otis are two of these artists. Not only are they terrific songsmiths, but perhaps even more importantly, they're good humans. I know this because in addition to writing songs, Otis runs a YouTube channel where he talks to musician friends of his who have some entertaining stories about their lives playing music professionally. In addition to these interview segments, Otis uploads a video stream every Saturday morning where he drinks coffee with his YouTube followers and tells personal tales about his experience living a songwriter's life. The guy is as humble and genuinely nice as anyone I've encountered, and I recommend watching a video or two of his and seeing if it's something you'd dig. I know I do. As far as Todd is concerned, he mentors younger songwriters just as he was mentored by legends like Jerry Jeff Walker, Guy Clark, and John Prine, and they all speak glowingly of his generosity and kindness. There are a number of first-hand accounts from the likes of Jason Isbell and Elizabeth Cook 
detailing Todd's positive impact on them and the larger music community. The thing about attending concerts headlined by gracious musicians who give a shit about other people is that they tend to attract an audience of the same ilk. And when a bunch of decent cats congregate in a room for a night of live music, it can be a cathartic and beautiful experience. Gibbs and Snyder at the intersection in Grand Rapids was one of those experiences. All live music is not created equal, though. Sometimes you have to go out of your way to find the quality stuff. And I encourage you to do so, even if that means driving five hours to the office furniture capital of the U.S. Sidewalk like he owned the whole damn town I'd hear him talking to some chick Through a thick ghost of smoke Through a thicker haze of southern comfort and cold Say girl you're hotter than the hinges Hanging off the gates of hell Don't be afraid to turn to me baby If he don't treat you well And by he me, so I laughed and I shook his hand. He laughed a little bit louder as he the yellow about the band. Play a train song, pour me one more round. Make them leave my boots on when they lay me into the ground. I am a runaway locomotive, out of my one track. Trouble that I can't find I got this old black leather jacket Got this pack of Marlboro Reds I got this stash here in my pocket I got these thoughts in my own head The right to run until I've got to walk Until I've got to crawl This moment that I'm in right now And nothing else at all I play a train song Pour me one more round Make them leave my boots on When they lay me into the ground I am a runaway locomotive Out of my one track A little smile across his face And though I tried with all of my sadness Somehow I just could not weep For a man to look to me like he died Laughing in his sleep Saying a train song Drinking on one last round We made him leave his boots on On the day they laid him down He was there on 
Thanks for tuning in to the Raised by Whoops fake radio show. This is Glenn. Both Andrew and I are grateful for your time and attention. If you enjoyed that story, we'd appreciate if you could tell your friends, family, or even a few strangers about the show. Additionally, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have a short story you'd like us to tell, or even some music you'd like to share, you can reach out via the website, raisedbywhoops.com. We're glad to have you with us. Until next time, thanks, and take care.